You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. Happy Wednesday night. I hope you had a good one. Hope you had a good Wednesday. I'll be hanging out here with you for the next four hours, getting you closer and through to Thursday. I'm being joined by super host and producer Dave Shepard and every single one of you listening all across North America. This is the start of the show. And so whether you're listening on the free Odyssey app, one of our many CBS Sports Radio affiliates, you could be tuned in on Sirius XM Channel 158 or you could be locked in on a smart speaker, I say thank you. Something that I do every single Wednesday night is give you a new top six list. Tonight will not be any different. We did a lot of talking about money last night. We looked at the effect of cryptocurrency in the world of sports or on the world of sports. Now we have some of these athletes who are being sued as a part of the failing and falling of FTX, Shohei Otani, Tom Brady, Steph Curry, because this was a, a brand that they helped promote, there's a class action, class action lawsuit that includes them. Do I think they'll be harmed? No. But this is an unfortunate repercussion. So we won't be talking more about crypto tonight. But we're going to take a look at some of the worst contracts in professional sports right now. We looked at some disappointing QBs. And some of those quarterbacks, they will likely go ahead and make the list so stay tuned for that a new top six list coming in two hours also justin verlander picked himself up a new cy young award this year after coming back from tommy john surgery which is kind of crazy to even think about we have odell beckham jr seems at the end of this week or by the end of this week he'll be cleared for uh, football activity and i assume that by the time we get to December, Odell Beckham Jr. will have selected a team. We'll take a look at what team fits him the best. After last night's ass-whooping at the hands of the Sacramento Kings, yes, the, the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, he had an exclusive interview with Chris Haynes of, of Yahoo Sports, and Kevin Durant questioned people who questioned his leadership And then he was also very honest about why he requested a trade in the first place from Brooklyn. And then maybe or maybe not, maybe he was too honest about some of his current teammates. It looks like Kyrie Irving is going to be back sooner than later. I'll explain. And then how about this? Right before we went on air, there's a game that took place right here in Atlanta, Georgia. I was going to head over to the game, but I didn't have time as the Boston Celtics, they waxed. The Atlanta Hawks, the final score, 126 to 101. This was a beatdown. The Boston Celtics now have a record of 12 and 3. Atlanta falls to 9 and 6. 
and it's always cool when nobody talks about the uh, the top guys. I guess the expectations are right there for the Celtics to continue on back to the Eastern Conference Finals and wipe out a few teams here or there. Robert Williams is still not playing. Health is always an issue with that guy. And Marcus Smart wasn't even available. And the Boston Celtics just went out there and they were bombs away from three. 21 of 46. That is 45% of their threes. You'd be hard-pressed, hard-pressed to stop a team that's going to knock down that many threes. Unfortunately, the Atlanta Hawks not enough firepower. Trey Young with 27. DeJounte Murray with 19. Hunter 13. John Collins 12. And little to no help off of the bench for the Hawks. And so the Boston Celtics, they're going in a positive direction. They're not even healthy. Who knows? We might even see Danilo Gallinari knocking down threes at the end of the season or in the postseason. Malcolm Brogdon didn't even play. And the Boston Celtics still went out there with some of their bench guys who got valuable experience in the playoffs. Peyton Pritchard with 14. You got Hauser here with 15. Uh, Luke Cornett even got in on the action, 15 points. Celtics are deep. They're the number one scoring team in the league. And so here we have it. This was entirely too easy tonight for the Celtics. Superstar Jason Tatum. Vegas says he's the in the current lead right now to win MVP. He didn't have the greatest tonight. 19 points of 6 of 19 shooting. Jalen Brown, he had a good night coming home to Atlanta. 22 points, but he was one of six from three. But he knew how to carve up the Brooklyn Nets from the inside. It wasn't just all threes. This is Jalen Brown in the fourth quarter with an easy layup. In the corner, Griffin, a shot off the inbounds, missed the shot. Tatum clears for the Celtics. Celtics got a rebound defensively. Rebound number seven for Tatum. Hands for Brown all the way to the basket, scores it over A.J. Griffin, and Nate McMillan can take no more with 9.05 to play. Too easy. That was courtesy of the Celtics Radio Network, and it's going to be too easy seemingly all year long for the Boston Celtics. You know, what do the Milwaukee Bucks look like at the end of the year? They will definitely be there. You know, what do the 76ers look like, or will they implode? And a team that was supposed to be there for the past few seasons is the Brooklyn Nets, and you want to talk about an implosion. Haven't they already imploded? We were sitting right here on the air last night when that game concluded. And I looked at the final score and I said, wait a minute. The Brooklyn Nets gave up 153 points to the Sacramento Kings? That was the most points that the Brooklyn Nets have ever given up in their franchise history. And it's not just in Brooklyn. That goes to New Jersey. That goes to Long Island. That is just the flat history of this team. They have never given up 153 points. Crazy game last night. And so Kevin Durant had an interview after the, the Nets fell to 6-9, and nine, and he spoke to Chris Haynes. And a couple of things he said were, were very uh, revealing. He said he requested a trade because the team and the culture surrounding it wasn't tough enough. 
He didn't feel that they practiced enough. He didn't want to. He didn't want to go through regular shoot arounds. He wanted practices. He didn't feel that the coaching staff, and I guess he would point at Steve Nash, he didn't feel like he was tough enough on the guys or even tough enough on him so he could be tougher on the other dudes. He also revealed that he doesn't understand why people don't call him a leader, why they question his leadership his, and his, the conversations that he has with his teammates is the business of nobody in the public, which is true. And then he said he's enjoying himself right now, playing with a bunch of guys who are playing hard. In the process of it, I think he meant to uh, insult any of his teammates, but he was honest about something that we all know. Some of the guys he's playing with right now, especially with no Kyrie, they're, they're kind of scrubs. They're okay, but they ain't no superstars. He was quoted as saying, "Look at our starter. Looking, look at our starting lineup: Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, and me. It's not disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You expect us to win because I'm out there. And if you happen to be Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, or Nick Claxton." What are you going to do? You're going to run around and say that, that Kevin Durant isn't telling the truth? You're going to run around and say that it's, it's, not, it's not the truth? Are you going to have your feelings hurt? Was it something that he should have said? I, I don't think it really makes that much of a difference. The situation in Brooklyn is so far gone, there isn't anything saving this crew. Not even Kyrie Irving. And we learn that he is close. It's been announced that he is close to completing his requirements to return to the Brooklyn Nets. His meetings and such, he might be back as soon as Sunday as the Brooklyn Nets take on the Memphis Grizzlies. By the time we get to that game, it will have been eight straight games that he's missed, and the Brooklyn Nets are 4-3 and three without Kyrie Irving. And that beatdown last night, Kevin Durant didn't just give an interview to Chris Haynes. He spoke after the game, and he said, listen, the Kings were just better than us. I mean, we got great intentions. They just made shots. I mean, that's demoralizing when you see, when you see teams making shots. It's not like we didn't, we didn't try, you know. It just felt like they, they were just better than us. Just got to give Sacramento credit. I mean, they played fast. They made shots all night. They put pressure on us all night. Um, so you got to give credit to them for playing a great game. Excuse me, y'all didn't try? I mean, 153 points? Somebody wasn't trying. Somebody wasn't trying to stop the opposition. Somebody didn't care enough to, I don't know, knock a guy on his ass. And okay, sure, this is not 1990 or 1996, but sheesh, I wouldn't agree with that. We didn't try. You ain't try hard enough. Maybe that's the better word or better phrase or better terminology. They stunk. Jared Greenberg, he was on TNT last night. He always does an amazing job. And he was just even talking about the impact of Kyrie not being available last night. 
Kyrie Irving, this is his fourth year as a, on a, on, as a member of the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. He has appeared in 111 games. Tonight will mark the 122nd game that he will not play in. Staggering numbers. The Nets have not confirmed that six-part list that you may have heard reported those steps in order to get him back onto the court. But both the owner of the team, Joe Tsai, and the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, have come out publicly saying they don't believe that Kyrie Irving is anti-Semitic. And Joe Tsai also said that the team is working with Kyrie in a process of education, forgiveness, and healing. And, and maybe that leads, we don't know at this point, to him returning to the Nets. But he is not with the team now. I spoke with a, a few Nets players this morning at shoot-around. And, and one in particular told me that he is surprised that Kyrie is not playing tonight. Another, Markeith Morris, told me that he doesn't understand why Kyrie is not back yet. And, and he also said that while Kyrie has been away from the team during this suspension, he still remains incredibly engaged with the team via a group text chat offering words of encouragement and positivity as they've been playing much better. I just told you the man might come back on Sunday. I might also add right now, Kyrie Irving is not a savior here for the Brooklyn Nets. I said this last week. This is a team that is just a, a ticking away. What happens first? Does Kevin Durant get traded because this situation is going nowhere? Does Kyrie Irving come back and put his foot in his mouth? Is he, does he get hurt? He's prone to injury. Or does Kyrie Irving actually last the entire season? until his contract expires and he is officially a free agent. And at that point, what happens? When Kyrie Irving is not signed to the Nets, they ain't signing him back. What does Kevin Durant do? Does he stick around? Does he leave? Does he demand another trade? What do we expect from Ben Simmons? The man also shared he's, he's defending his passion for the game telling everyone he still loves basketball and don't be fooled that the surgery that he has, it's that the nerves aren't even fully healed in his back and that his knee is, is constantly being drained of blood. This is a team that is an ultimate disaster. They're going nowhere. It's going to be a nice hit. It's going to be a nice story. It's going to be cool to see Kyrie back on the floor, cross over here, cross over there, telling Ben Simmons to shoot. Kevin Durant standing in the corner, shaking his head, and Jacques Vaughn going, how long am I going to be able to coach these guys because this roster is going to get blown up. And so as the Boston Celtics win tonight again, for the 12th time this season, as they completely annihilate the Atlanta Hawks. The Brooklyn Nets can only hope and dream to be back in a scenario or situation where they can match up with Boston. Because the Brooklyn Nets, they ain't playing for no championship. They're not playing for a title. Unfortunately for the Brooklyn Nets, they are only going week to week day to day and I would say it will probably only take 
probably not even till Thanksgiving, maybe two weeks. I'll give him two weeks. So next week and another one before the Brooklyn Nets are staring at another drama situation, another disaster, another issue or situation that needs to get cleaned up. The Brooklyn Nets aren't competing for anything but laying claim to a disaster that's with or without Kyrie Irving, with or without Kevin Durant, with or without Ben Simmons. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. It's a little tricky here. The team that beat the Brooklyn Nets last night the Sacramento Kings are on the positive side of 500. And I kid you not, the Sacramento Kings might actually have expectations in front of them. I'm going to share with you some thoughts that Durant has on Ben Simmons. I want to talk to you about the Sacramento Kings. Then I want to talk to you about Buck Showalter and Justin Verlander. And then we're also going to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We are just getting started. We got more right after this break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4227. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. The Boston Celtics, they just wiped out the Atlanta Hawks 126 to 101, continuing just to light up the scoreboard. 21 threes tonight by the Boston Celtics at State Farm Arena, downtown Atlanta. 45% from deep. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven players in double figures for the Boston Celtics tonight. Not the greatest of shooting performances from Jason Tatum, but he didn't need to. 19 points. Grant Williams had 18. Jalen Brown had 22. Luke Cornett, Hauser had 15 points apiece off the bench. Peyton Pritchard had 14, four three-pointers. They lit it up. A full expectation for the Boston Celtics to be back somewhere, at least competing to go back to the NBA Finals. And this still with a first-year head coach in Joe Missoula because we know Ime Udoka, he liked to uh, participate in some extracurricular activities that involved another employee. Meanwhile, the Brooklyn Nets, just a disaster. I told you last night they got wiped out by the Sacramento Kings of all squads, 153-121. to Kyrie Irving still not playing. Maybe he'll be back on Sunday. That's the closest that we've, we've learned of a return. Ben Simmons is back. Last night, he actually scored 11 points. That is a small miracle in and of itself. And for the season, this, this 
three-time All-Star Ben Simmons. Six points per game, six rebounds, and five assists. That's like he's busted up physically and mentally. 855-212-4CBS. We'll talk about the Sacramento Kings because for whatever reason, they are now expectations around them. Corey, he's calling from Seattle. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's on your mind, Corey? How are you? How are you doing? I'm just curious. Um, I didn't know the NBA season was already over. You're already crowning the Celtics champions, man. Uh, who yeah. said that? Uh, the way you're talking, sounding like they're the greatest team since sliced bread, man, since the 80s. Uh, n- no, it, it, they it sounds miss. like... They can't miss. Oh, this is the greatest team in one head coach. Oh, they're the greatest ever. Well, I think Corey is, uh, I think Corey must be, uh, I don't know, 30-year-old in, in a 5-year-old's body. The Boston Celtics are certainly on their way towards competing for a championship similar to what they did last year. There's no guarantee that they go back to the NBA Finals, but as of right now, they're the number one team in the Eastern Conference. It's early, but I, I certainly didn't crown them as as Corey said. It sounds like Corey, I don't know, maybe... Corey needs to find someone who loves him. Anyway, the Sacramento Kings, they're the team that beat the Brooklyn Nets last night. They're now 7-6. and six. And for whatever reason, and I guess maybe it's because uh, he used to have an ownership stake in the team, Shaquille O'Neal is actually high on the Kings. This is, this is Shaq. I want you to hear Ernie Johnson. After the beatdown, Ernie asked Shaq on TNT, what do you think about these Sacramento Kings that at one point Shaq used to call the Queens? And this is what he had to say. And, of course, there's Charles Barkley in here as well. Shaq, what is your prediction on the Sacramento Kings? I think they will definitely make the playoffs this year. Playoffs or play in? Play in, playoffs, so definitely no, be in the playoffs. No, no, no. no, 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 the other, no that's two different that's things. That's two different things. Yes. Okay, but if you win the play-ins, then what are you in? Get in the playoffs. Playoffs. Same thing. Yeah. Will, no, it's not. No, will, no, no, will, no, but no, if you no, lose no, the play no, yeah. what are you in? Will they need? Well, bro, if you lose the play you're not in the playoffs. I'm that's, so that's one or the other. Are they in the playoffs or not? Can they make the playoffs without the play-in? Yes. There you go. There you go. That's all we And if they get into the play-in games, they're still going to make the playoffs. Well, if you take well, you playoffs. don't get to you don't get to get out your cake and eat it too. You got well, a few bit. Obviously, you do, fat boy. Okay. Well, well you listen. You own, oh, no, 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 no. I know you. No, you act no. like you skinny. Oh, I am skinny. I'm, you on slim? Yeah, I know I'm you on slim slow. I'm delicious uh, over here. Yeah, yeah, you are. I'll take my shirt off right now and make you lick my belly. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'm interested in watching uh, Charles Barkley lick Shaquille O'Neal's belly. Uh, I'll leave that for them to uh, do in private. It's nice to say whatever you want on TV, huh, JR? Uh, I, I think I've heard worse on television than, you know, one grown man licking another's belly. But uh, man, you, you, Shaquille O'Neal can certainly say that. I don't want to see it. But I, he didn't even know what the plan was. Look, the Sacramento Kings are 7-6. and six. Right behind the Boston Celtics, they're second in scoring. But how about this? The Sacramento Kings still don't stop anybody on the defensive side of the ball. They're like 25th in in, in defensive scoring. That's not going to cut it. 
De'Aaron Fox still gets up and down the court as he wants. Is averaging 25 points a game. Uh, Sabonis is giving you 18. Uh, Herter, who came over from the Atlanta Hawks, is one of the best shooters in the NBA. He's shooting an amazing 52% from three to start the season off. I'd be interested to see how fast he can or how long he can continue on that pace. But they don't play defense. And so right now with a record of 7-6, and six, the Sacramento Kings, formerly known as the Queens by Shaquille O'Neal, they have a record of 7-6. and six. They're currently in the eighth spot in eighth seed. Of course, it is ridiculously early to make playoff proclamations for teams that are basically on the bubble. But the reality is the Golden State Warriors still have not won a game on the road. Are we expecting that to last? Golden State is occupying the 12th seed in the Western Conference right now. Are we going to believe that they won't make the playoffs? The Clippers are in the ninth seed. The Timberwolves, I think they may have some changes coming over the next several months. Maybe Carl Anthony Towns. D'Angelo Russell, certainly a possibility on an expiring contract. They're in the 10th spot. The Clippers are ninth right now. And God knows when we'll see Kawhi Leonard. The Blazers, the Portland Trail Blazers, are the number one overall seed. No, they're good. But are they the best team in the West? I, I wouldn't say so. The Jazz have seemingly come down to earth. The Suns are playing without Chris Paul. It's a beautiful thing right now that there's so much parity in the NBA. You don't know what team is going to come out, and that includes the Eastern Conference. I mean, are the Cavaliers? Donovan Mitchell is playing out of his mind in his first year. Is this young team going to make an immediate mark? And, you know, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Cavs, the Heat have stunk here at the beginning of the season. Are they going to get it together? So, so many question marks, so many injuries. But the Kings, if they go to the playoffs, not the playing, it's kind of Shaq wanted to try to understand the difference. The Kings haven't seen the playoffs since 2006. I'm talking Mike Bibby. I'm talking Brad Miller. When's the last time you saw Brad Miller? Remember, Brad was mainly on the Pacers. Peja Stoyakovic. Peja Stoyakovic has a kid right now who is absolutely slaughtering on the amateur level. Sharif Abdurrahim. He's in charge of the NBA's G League. Ron Artest hasn't played in years. That's the last time that the Sacramento Kings were in the playoffs. And they lost to the San Antonio Spurs. Are they going to turn things around this year? Not so sure. I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't count on it. And if they do go, good for them. Fans deserve it. They haven't been worth a damn since Vivek Ranadive took over. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. When we come back, I want you to hear... What Kevin Durant had to say about Ben Simmons, this was outside of his interview to Yahoo Sports. And then I want to dive a little deeper into some awards. Major League Baseball is handing out the hardware for coaches, for managers who've had an amazing season. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. 
You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I appreciate you being the show for the people. I stumbled on your show one night, and I've been listening to it for about two months now. I draw a truck at night, and I appreciate that. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. You're damn right this is a show for the people. I am a man of the people. I'm just a person. I'm over here sitting in this seat. I don't know. They said, hey, you want this job? I said, sure. I said, why not? And I'm still here with the people. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I guess this man is for the people. Maybe he is. This is this is Major League Baseball. This is award season. We're going to find out the MVP winners tomorrow. That's cool, right? Well, this evening we found out about the Cy Young. You know, last night we found out about the the manager of the year in the AL in the National League, Buck Showalter. Real big time here, even though the New York Mets went to the playoffs and lost to San Diego. Buck Showalter still helped this team to 101 victories in his first season. Yeah, they faltered at the end, but he got love. And so Buck Showalter is the first New York Mets manager to win manager of the year. He's also the first individual to win it now in four different decades. Won it with the Yankees in 94, that forgotten season that was pretty much stopped. Won it with the Texas Rangers in 04. And then again with the Baltimore Orioles in 2014. And outside of doing this in now four different decades, only Bobby Cox and Tony La Russa have won the award, Manager of the Year, for times and so Buck Showalter in winning the award last night he spoke to the Major League Baseball Network and he talked about you know what he focuses on you know every day when he goes to work I don't read the clips I don't listen to a lot of broadcasts um, it just it doesn't behoove me to interact with people every day and do what my job is to manage the 26 players that uh, Billy Epler and our our ownership allows me to be a part of and uh, you try to stay focused on that part and not let things get in the way yeah he, man this has to this guy has to work in New York and he's been there and done this already he's already managed the Yankees and now he's here with the Mets and so God bless Buck Showalter. Maybe he'll have some success next year, and we don't know if he will because we don't know if Jacob deGrom will return. And then meanwhile, we had more history take place today. Two Cy Youngs. Okay, congratulations to Sandy Alcantara, Alcantara from the Miami Marlins, and then Justin Verlander of the, the Houston Astros. He just won a World Series, and he just picked up his third Cy Young and this Cy Young has to be special because Justin Verlander is now 39 years old he's basically missed the past couple of seasons coming off a Tommy John surgery and he came back this year and just had a ridiculous season okay coming off of the couch coming out of rehab an ERA of 1.7 
2005, he started 28 games. He went 18-4. and four. By the time next season starts, of by the way, he'll be a free agent. He can sign wherever he wants. He doesn't have to stick around in Houston. He's going to be 40 years old. And he's coming off a Tommy John surgery, which makes this even more ridiculous. The minute and second that Justin Verlander retires, we pretty much will already know the year, wait five, until he goes into the Hall of Fame. At this point of his career, it's just about, I don't want to say padding stats, but potentially winning another championship and seeing just really how many more victories he can get. Right now, he's sitting at 244. I'm not so sure or certain he's going to get to 300, but hell, if he pitches another four or five years at a high level where he still can give you five innings, maybe six a game, and scratch together some victories, maybe he will reach 300 victories. He's already passed 3,000 strikeouts. He's been in the game since 2005. And who's to say that he's going to slow down now at 40? Father Tom catches up to everybody except for pitchers. But it's nice to see a pitcher actually get a chance and an opportunity to throw the ball, especially when these guys are all baby. And he actually had a good postseason, at least a World Series, winning a game, something that he struggled in despite all of the success in his career. And so Justin Verlander, he also spoke to MLB Network, and he made it very, very clear about just this past year with the Astros. The team success has been incredible. My personal success obviously has felt wonderful um, to be able to contribute to part of a, an organization that um, has been a dynasty since uh, probably 2015 or 16. You know, just to, just to be a part of that is um, an, an incredible uh, feeling. Hey, Shep, can you imagine if he decides to join the New York Yankees? Could, could, do you see that happening? Can that happen? Man, I, I don't because he, he's old school, JR. He's not going to go to a quote-unquote rival, even though you and I both know the Yankees ain't a rival to the Astros. In, in their eyes, they are, but no one else's eyes. But, no, he's, he's old school. He's going to stick with the team that uh, you know stood by him, the, the you know, person that brought him to the dance, so to speak. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll stick in Houston. I'm just finding, you know, maybe he wants to look for another challenge. You know, for for so many years, and it it hasn't always worked, you know, the New York Yankees always looked at that that one pitcher that was destroying everyone, and they're like, hey, we need that guy to help us get over the hump. And whether it's a Randy Johnson, didn't work. I was about to say, right. Yeah, he was out here punching a a photographer on his first day of work. (laughs) You know, we can go down the list. Roger Clemens happened to work out, and then we knew Roger Clemens was on some of that good stuff. Sure. Uh, sure. But the, the Yankees are always looking for that guy. I know that they're going to be looking for Aaron Judge. Uh, it's just a matter of a formality that we will hear from Aaron Judge tomorrow because he's going to win the American League MVP. Unanimous. That's my question for you. Oh, well, it, it should be. Yeah. You always have someone who, well, most times, you have a guy who just wants to be an outlier and he's just a, a complete jerk. So whether or not it's unanimous or not, I, I don't think it really matters. I think everyone knows that if anyone doesn't put him in, God's just being contrary. Someone will put in Otani. So 
I don't think it will be uh, unanimous, but I don't think Judge cares. Like, the award is coming his way. The money is coming his way. Hal Steinbrenner says we want to keep him. And so let's see what the New York Yankees do. And so we got the Cy Young out the way. We got the manager of the year out the way. And in 24 hours, we'll find out the MVPs. 855-212-4CBS. Sanjay's calling from Corpus Christi, Texas. You're on CBS Sports Radio, Sanjay. What's up? Oh, hey, JR. How are you doing? I'm excellent. What's on your mind? So I just wanted to talk about the NBA game today. Um, Celtics are my favorite team, and they completely blew out the uh, Hawks today. I did not expect that after uh, Monday's game where they, mm-hmm. they came back against the uh, Thunder. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about it. You should be. The Boston Celtics are the number one team in the Eastern yeah. Conference right now. They, they, they're they good, man. Yeah, they're the number one team, I believe, in the NBA right now so far, I think. Yeah. Yep, with 12 wins, yes. Yeah. Um, but I don't think things are looking too hot for the Lakers or the Warriors. Um, <laughs> they, um, Well, yeah, the Warriors probably are going to do, do, be okay. I don't, think, I don't know yes. about the Lakers, man. Well, the the Lakers are, are not going to be okay, and it's just a matter of how the Los Angeles Lakers decide to, uh, you know, adjust their season going forward, if they can adjust their season moving forward. Like, what what do you do? Who are you moving? Westbrook, right? He's he's the candidate. You're moving Westbrook in some picks for who and what? The Lakers' best-case scenario is for some type of disaster to happen in the NBA between now and the trade deadline where there is another star who says, I want out. That's it. There's, there's nothing else that the Lakers can hold their hat on. And it's not like they want to waste a year of, of LeBron James or even Anthony Davis if he should be healthy. It'd be nice if the Lakers had another killer, but they also need depth. You know, like Kendrick Nunn is almost a a non-existent basketball player right now. And sometimes you got to be careful what you ask for because a lot of these trades don't necessarily work out. You don't have to look any further. We opened up the show, yes, talking about the Celtics on the, the good end, and then we talked about the Nets on the bad one. Look at the trades that they've made over the past few years and how have they worked out. How's Harden worked out? Oh, yeah, that's right, he's gone. What about the replacement that they traded him for, Ben Simmons? Oh, yeah, he's busted up. You know, Kevin Durant, he also spoke very uh, very bluntly and clearly on his expectations for Ben. Listen to this. If you're out there and you're playing, and I, I assume that you're physically fine. Um, well, he made some good drives tonight, but that's, that's what we expect out of him. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a guy who cares a whole lot. And what what is Kevin Durant supposed to say? What is anybody supposed to say about Ben Simmons? Stop playing victim, KD. I mean, JR, like, KD is always sold. He's always talking about something, you know? What is he playing victim about? Like, like even even ten years ago, he was talking about I always finish in second. I'm always I was a second draft pick. I always finish second to LeBron in the MVP voting. Uh, well, I finished second well, in the NBA that, Finals. What is that? Like, what, what is that? How is that relevant to to what he just said about Simmons? Because because you want it like his definition of Simmons in that his his tone is one of the most unenthusiastic tones I've ever seen from a guy that wants to be considered 
a leader of men, a leader of a franchise. Like, that that's the problem right there. That bite well, right there, that, JR, is why Kevin Durant will never be a leader. That's that's different. That's different. But to say that, uh, you know, he's, he's sulking or complaining, I actually think he's being honest. What is What is he supposed to say? I don't disagree with his statement of, you know, how can people say I'm not a leader? They don't know what I'm saying or what I'm doing behind the scenes. And that's true and that's accurate. And don't worry There's about more... what the public don't worry about what Joe Public thinks. You're Kevin Durant. You're one of the fifteen greatest players in the history of the sport. Stop worrying about what general mm-hmm. media members say. Who cares? Mm-hmm. No, I see, I think the opposite. I think there's it's it's complex with Kevin Durant. Because he's cognizant and he's aware. But he carries himself as someone who he marches to the beat of his own drum. That I got to give him credit for. And I've, I've, I've seen and I've experienced that just personally with him and speaking to him when I've seen him. He's changed over the years. He's changed from when he first came into the league until now. And he doesn't care. And he openly needles people. I think even he's changed from five and six years ago where it was, oh, he has a burner account. He's extremely sensitive. And now he takes he takes no problem, has no issue with sitting around and engaging people just to needle them. So he doesn't care. I think it's quite the opposite from how people view it. Like he doesn't care. He knows he's one of the greatest and best basketball players of all time. And he, he's not worried about what people say. Not as much as people think so. He's, he's continued to change and evolve as a person and as a basketball player. We know he's freakishly awesome. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Someone else freakishly awesome is Odell Beckham Jr., and he's about to select a team. We'll talk about it here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 